This podcast is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. Whatever business you're in, BT's got your back, with reliable connectivity to keep you connected as you grow. Search BT's got your back. This is The Times Evening Briefing on Monday the 21st of November. England have secured a comfortable 6-2 win against Iran to get their World Cup campaign up and running in Qatar. Former England player Teddy Sheringham gave his reaction at a fan event in London and thinks England can go all the way. Everybody's buzzing the way England have just scored straight away, so long may it continue. I'm optimistic. I, I love what Gareth Southgate's done for the last six, eight, uh, six seven years. I think he's done very well in major competitions. That's what we want to see. Don't worry about what's happened in the last couple of months. He's been preparing for these moments. And I think we can go on and go one better and I think we can win the World Cup. Well, Downing Street says the Prime Minister congratulates the three Lions for their great start to the World Cup, describing it as a strong performance. But it wasn't all plain sailing off the pitch as several fans heading to the Group B fixture endured ticketing problems as they attempted to enter the stadium, with some missing part of the game. And England have been accused by some supporters of having bottled it by not wearing an anti-discrimination armband. The three Lions and Wales announced via a joint statement from other European nations who had signed up to the One Love campaign that the armbands would no longer be worn. Matt Lawton, the chief sports correspondent for The Times, has the story. Basically, this morning, there was a meeting. uh, The the FIFA had meetings with all seven of the European nations that wanted to wear this One Love armband and were basically told that if they did, their captains, who who were intending to wear the armband, would... uh, would, would, would receive a yellow card. So suddenly you are faced with a situation as, as, a, as a national federation where you're going to ask your captain to get booked. At least 162 people have died and more than 700 have been injured in an earthquake that shook Indonesia's main island of Java. According to the governor of West Java, hundreds, even maybe thousands of houses are damaged. The quake, measuring 5.6, caused a landslide and was also felt in the capital, Jakarta, where some office buildings were evacuated. Business leaders are urging the Prime Minister to be more specific about how he plans to drive growth in the UK, as Rishi Sunak earlier pledged to re-establish economic stability, tackle inflation and boost innovation. The CBI is calling for immigration to be used to plug gaps in the domestic workforce, but in his speech to their annual conference, the PM largely avoided directly answering this. He says the UK's focus is on tackling the small boats crisis and wants to ensure Britain is a beacon for the best and brightest. If we're going to have a system that allows businesses to access the best and brightest from around the world, we need to do more to give the British people trust and confidence that the system works and is fair. That means tackling illegal migration. And that's what I'm determined to do. David Davis, the former Brexit secretary, has told Times Radio, British employers need to get used to training staff from the UK. British industry has done completely insufficient training for 30, 40 years, largely because it's relied on pulling people in from from the European Union, which, you know, we didn't even know the numbers. So uh, I I think what we're going to see is going to be a period of transition, undoubtedly. But what 
British industry has got to get used to is that the real wages of British employees are going to get higher slowly. I mean, got to get through the inflation crisis first. But once we're through it, that's what the trend will be. The British schoolgirl who joined Islamic State in Syria was trafficked there for sexual exploitation. That's what Shamima Begum's legal team are claiming in court as they challenge the removal of her British citizenship. Our reporter Toby Seeley has more details. The case is in front of the Special Immigration Appeals Commission, the latest attempt to overturn the denial of her British citizenship. That, of course, prevents her legal return to the UK and she remains in a refugee camp. The removal of citizenship is being described as extraordinary and extreme, her counsel portraying her as a victim. But the Home Office continues to insist she is a threat to national security. The case is due to last five days. And you can hear more on all these stories throughout the day on Times Radio. 